are a few steps to take before that small leap. In part two of the audiobook, I will introduce each of these. In part three, we will explore each step more fully, and in part four, we will look at the importance of understanding the concept of time in nature. The fifth and final part of the audiobook covers the wild philosophical places these steps can lead to. 2. The Ground Ahead 1. Getting Ready The obvious is usually profoundly significant. Edward O. Wilson What does it mean to read nature? It means gaining an insight into the most important network there ever has been and ever will be. It means becoming aware of our relationship with this network. It means expecting a fascinating and enriching experience each time we step outside. And it means embarking on a journey that leads toward the realization that every single thing that we have found interesting up to this point in our lives has its roots in this network we call nature. Health, business, politics, sports, sex, violence, and culture. All subsets of nature. Reading nature allows us to see the roots that sustain and explain everything around us. The interest we find in a place is intimately tied to the history of that place and how far back we look. Many people focus on what has occurred during the past week or 200 years, but we can look back millions of years if we choose to. Politicians may like to warm themselves by focusing on the belief that they are arguing in the Houses of Parliament because they are very important representatives of the people. They only see the last pages of the book. If they flicked back to earlier chapters, they would see that they are just Homo sapiens, a species that needs a lot of water to thrive and migrates toward rivers to form colonies in places like Westminster, which is right along the Thames. Big Ben might be thought of as the plumage of that one peculiar species. In 1943, the American psychologist Abraham Maslow proposed a theory based around a human hierarchy of needs. He suggested that healthy developments follows a sequence that progresses from the most basic needs, like food and shelter, toward more complex emotional ones, like respect and self-esteem. It is an idea that is mirrored in the steps necessary to more deeply read nature. Our ancestors must have subconsciously appreciated that a discussion about self-esteem was a low priority if they were starving and suffering from frostbite. Busy, sophisticated, modern humans allow themselves to believe that these earlier, lower stages in the hierarchy are in the past, of little relevance to our lives today. But this is a mistake. If we are looking to make a profound connection with our environment, we cannot start at the top. Some of the first areas to explore are the practical ways that we can reconnect with nature. For the majority of us, it is possible to experience a deep sense of joy in doing something new. This desire for novelty may no longer be vital in terms of survival, but it is essential if we want to think differently. This is because there are some basic actions that can bypass our modern and artificial obstacles to thinking. It does not take a huge change in lifestyle to achieve this joy. Small actions introduced to a modern routine 
can have the desired effect. The simple act of using the sun or moon to prevent yourself from becoming disoriented as you drive to a new friend's home, for instance, is a more important experience than many might have guessed. Sheltering from the wind in a hollow, eating wild berries, or curing an ailment with a leaf are no longer necessary physically. We can buy products to overcome these challenges instead. But to achieve a deeper reading of nature, they are wonderful early steps. Ludicrously simple acts with obvious consequences can offer surprising philosophical rewards. Walking toward the sound of gurgling water in a stream when thirsty, instead of thinking about a tap or a bottle, can open up new thought patterns. A basic new action can blow away some of the sophistries that get in the way of profound insight. This is an idea that has been central for Buddhists for centuries, not least the Zen.